1: Good morning, it's 1008 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is uh, Wilm Roddy, Wilm Roddy Show, Matt Sorace, our Master of Ceremonies. We had a call yesterday about uh, gasoline and gas gouging, and it's not the first time I've heard about it. And there's a lot about gas and and futures and speculation that it, it get a little in the weeds with it. I think most people are kind of like, well, how come the prices go up so quick and they don't go down that quickly? You know, there's a lot of questions about it. So for, you know, better to have an expert on talk about this. Chris Herb is the president of the Connecticut Energy Marketers Association, longtime. Connecticut person, uh, he served in the legislature as an aide, worked for the Red Cross, uh, uh, coached at Naugatuck High School, Go Greyhounds. <laughs> so we want to, uh, we want to welcome Chris to the show. Chris, thank you for coming on. Oh, I love the shout out to the
2: Greyhounds, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we just had four girls in track we get all American, so they're oh, the really? snuggy strong. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's really good. Hey, so uh
1: I'm I'm you know, if anybody can explain this mess to us, I, I'm thinking you can because you're, you're vast you've been with 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 SEMA for a long time, right? I mean this isn't uh Yeah, twenty years. Twenty years. So the call yesterday was, oh, you know, how come gas, you know, retailers are gouging us and all sort of stuff. And I tried to have a conversation about it, but it didn't go very far with, you know, the concept of speculation and markets and futures and so on and so forth. Can you can you explain the process to us, Chris? Why why is it that oil, you know, was fifty dollars a barrel, now it's one hundred twenty dollars, one hundred thirty dollars a barrel? And, and the prices go up instantly instead of waiting for the oil that's in the tanks, already in the ground, whatever, to be consumed. And then the new expensive oil comes in. And then I, I know it doesn't work that way, but why doesn't it work that way, Chris?
2: Sure. So it, it, the, the theory behind this is it's called replacement cost. If I only make a dollar today on the product that I have in the ground and the next product I'm going to get is going to cost me $3, how do I afford to purchase it to replace it? Yeah. So it's, it's a fairly... It's fairly logical when you think it through that if I don't make enough money today on like how can I afford to replace that gas 80 cents, which was happening last week, we were seeing we were seeing 60, 80 cent moves during the day. Mm. And if we don't afford to pay for the next load now, now just keep in mind his background, that Connecticut has a law that that prohibits refiners like ExxonMobil and bp and shell from owning and operating gas stations so these are fa- typically family owned yeah. companies they don't have the resources of wall street behind them to to be able to finance and borrow to buy that next load of gasoline so that's why you see prices move before the inventory is replaced
1: you know it's funny i, I think it's mythology that you know gas oh, gas station oh they make so much money i remember my first job in high school is at a gas station right and it was just it was family owned, and and uh, uh, they didn't they didn't make a lot of money then on gas, and that was you know a long time ago. They don't make a lot of money now on gas. It's not like people are you know you know retiring off of gas.
2: Well, I'll just just put it in perspective. Uh, the government gets about seventy cents in in uh, taxes per gallon, yeah. where the retailer it's a penny's per gallon profit business they make it up on volume you know we sell as as a state we sell 1.6 billion gallons so you don't need to make a ton of money per gallon you're moving that much product but the problem really is that if you um if you if if you compare to who actually is making money it's the government number one at 70 cents wall street the refiners but it's not your local retailer they're just they're just waking up and that just happens to be their job
1: yeah I mean years ago years ago I wanted to go into business and I wanted to buy a very small gas station uh in a small town and uh, I thought it was a good location and um uh you know have some repair work and stuff and and I had somebody who was going to finance it for me and literally like days before I was getting get my first shipment of gas my guy backed out on me yeah. and the, and the and the oil company was gracious to allow me to get out of the deal because you know my 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 funding dried up uh, and I, I look back and I go, thank God, because that, that gas station, I think is out of business now, but it went through about seven or eight different owners between the time I wanted to buy it and, you know, 15 years later. So it's a tough business. And it, it and I just think people are, are, are too, too harsh on, on gasoline retailers in general. They think that, you know, they're making all this money and they're really not. So, um, what, do you, how, what's the current, what's the current, uh, market attitude do you think? Are we going to see higher prices? Is it going to keep going up? I mean, I, I think I paid four fifty three the other day to fill my car up, and I remember not too long ago I was paying around two dollars a gallon.
2: Yeah, it, it it did. It rose the fastest in history. Our members who've been in this business longer than I've been with the association tell us that prices moved in a way that they've never seen in history. And 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 I'll put that in perspective. They didn't move this fast on nine eleven. They didn't Mm -hmm. move this fast in the Persian Gulf War. They didn't Mm -hmm. move this fast with Hurricane Katrina, which actually resulted in in supply interruptions. They have never witnessed this type of market. Most gasoline stations were underwater. They were actually selling gasoline at a loss because they couldn't keep up with those price changes as fast as they were happening, number one. Number two, as you said, it's a tough business. There are 1,400 retailers that all they have to do is walk out to the front of the station, look to the left and look to the right to see what their competition is doing. Yeah. And if they're not willing to give up their volume, because about half the profit comes from the convenience store. So if you end yeah. up moving your price up too fast, the other guy doesn't, now you're losing all those in-store sales. So, so there's a fight on the street, um, and that price doesn't typically get passed on as fast.
1: So we did uh, a number of years ago our church did a, a promotion we we got a, a local uh, retailer and we said listen and this was this is gosh this has got to be 10 years ago 12 years ago gas was around $4 a gallon and we said we we're going to we we're going to go back and so we we cut a deal with the retailer and said for a period of time we're going to let people fill up their cars and we'll pay the difference between $4 a gallon and 2.99 and um and we just threw it out there I got to tell you it was insanity uh, there are cars lined up for what seemed to be miles, because we promoted it. We put out press release. We were going to do it. There, I mean, so uh, uh, you know, from from four dollars to $2.99, That's only a buck, but you know, dollar and one cent. But it, for a lot of people, it's, it's a huge savings. Or they're willing. to What do you think a, a retailer has to do in terms of keeping their price low to to draw you know people away from other places? I mean. <laughs> i d I'm not gonna not buy gas for my regular price for two cents a gallon. Others might, I don't know. I certainly would have thought about it for a dollar one, you know, a discount of a buck. But what do you what do you think you have to discount to 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 you know really you know boost that volume so you're able able to really get a lot of uh product
2: through? But people will drive um to uh, miles out of their way to save a nickel. I mean, yeah. and, 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 you, and, and you know, for your listeners, you know who you are, you know that you're driving by the station going, eh, I know if I drive 10 more minutes down the road or, or, or to the town next door, I can save five, six cents a gallon. Yeah. So it, it does not take a lot, even really? in a low price environment, it doesn't take a lot for someone to, to, to go seek out the lowest price. And that's what, that's why free and fair competition is a good thing. It's healthy yeah. and allows consumers to shop. Um, you know we, we we encourage that, and that's what happens on the street. They fight it out every day for that gallon that they want to sell, so it doesn't take a ton
1: i mean I'd be afraid to do it again now that our our gas discount run because I, I just feel like we'd be overwhelmed i mean, I think people would line up it literally would line up for miles, and then you know then we have problems with traffic and you know traffic control and everything else but um Gosh, it, I don't know. I mean, is it going to hit $5 in Connecticut, Chris, do you think?
2: So today, crude oil prices, where a week ago Sunday, yeah. um, we hit almost $140 a barrel for crude oil. That's what set all of the retail prices into action, because the, that when crude hit that, that number, <clears throat> the price increases started to be passed down to, at the wholesale level to the retailers. So last week, we saw this huge surge. Um, today... Crude oil has gone under a hundred dollars, so we've seen this massive correction. Street prices are starting to reflect that, so mm-hmm. we've seen we've seen street prices come down. Where where gas stations around the state were over five dollars last week, now we're seeing them in the mid four, you know, around four fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I'm going to tell you that right now. The market seemed to be cooling off. The fear that was built into an actual supply interruption, which we don't have. My members right. can go down and get as much gas as they need. And we haven't, uh, isn't that right, Chris? Since the, the invasion of Ukraine, we haven't had a supply problem. That's right. This was Wall Street's reaction to their concern that a potential supply interruption would happen. And so then you would think that the president uh, sanctioning and not allowing Russian oil to come to the United States would have, oh, well, Chris, wouldn't that cause a supply interruption? Well, guess what? It doesn't go in effect until 45 days from now. So no, it's not creating a supply problem. We're still getting Russian oil. It's still being turned into refined product. When that sanction finally does kick in, then it's going to be a matter of is the rest of the world or is the United States willing to make that up by, by producing more energy? So it's either we need to open up uh, more drilling in the United States, or we have to rely on Venezuela or Iran, and God forbid, they cut a nuclear deal with Iran to to get oil. I mean, I'll tell you, there are some things that I don't think anyone wants to see, and, and it's not worth selling our soul over. Well, um, but but that's what's going to fix those sanctions, is can we get the world to produce more energy to offset the Russian, uh, Russian exports?
1: All right. So, Without getting political, I'm not asking you to, to get political. I'm just wanting you to, to, to give us a, a survey of the landscape. So a uh, year and a half ago, we, for the first time ever, were, were a net exporter of oil and, and gas. And at that time, our prices were probably around, I don't know, the national averages around 2 bucks a gallon, something like that. I, I, I heat in propane. Our church uses gobs, you know, forty five thousand gallons of propane a year because it heats with propane. And and the pro- pro- propane prices were heavenly. It was so we were saving so much money on propane. Uh, then we have a change of administration. Executive order number one: shut down construction of the, the Keystone. Uh, stop any leasing, new leasing. Um, you know the the, the policies that. Started gas prices rising over a year ago. If if those things were reversed, if those policies were reversed, would you anticipate oil production in the United States to ramp up again? Would you anticipate prices dropping again? I mean, is, could it could it happen that that quickly? Maybe it may take obviously take months for that to take place, but because it's speculation, still. But if we reverse the policies that we put in place at the change administration, do you think we would go back down to no, lower, if not $2, but $3 gallon gas?
2: Well, let, let me just say that I'm of a certain age that I remember the 1970s uh, OPEC oil embargoes and what that did to us. And it seemed like for the rest of my life, the United States fought for energy independence, and we finally achieved it a few years ago. The, po- the federal energy policies that have no longer allowed us to be a net exporter of energy has put us at heightened risk and in part responsible for the high prices that we're paying for fuel today. Um, there is no doubt about it. It is absolutely unimaginable that the administration would allow for the United States to hold back oil production and then put the hand out to Venezuela, which has horrific human rights uh, policies that are in play, where people are are being treated awfully. Again, uh, Iran, that is a threat to world peace, um, is is now suddenly uh, a deal could be brokered to give that to allow them to restart their nuclear program to get their oil when we have it here. Start at home, and mm. we have we have sent letters to the White House saying that you you need to reconsider this because why is a, a, a barrel of oil from Iran any Worse or better than one from the United States, except for we can control it. Our energy right. independence right. can push down worldwide prices, and we need to return to that. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we've got so much oil here. I mean, I, I, someone told me at one point we have more oil in Alaska than than practically the rest of the planet. It's just like, why not? Why not take advantage of of uh, of a resource that that we already possess that we already we already have? And not to mention the jobs and. Um, you know all of the ancillary impact it has from from oil producing. Um, so so what do you say? So so is it, is it safe to say this is very simplistic? Uh, is it safe to say that w- that gasoline prices? We're talking by the way with Chris Herb from the Connecticut Energy Marketers Association. Is it safe to say that gasoline prices today do not tie to oil prices today? but they do tie to crystal balls on Wall Street.
2: I would agree with that. That that is a good description of it is that <clears throat> Wall Street is is that the New York Mercantile Exchange is the is supposed to be a transparent pricing mechanism that all all of these products are based off of. So when Wall Street s- believes that there is going to be supply shortages in the future, they price that in today. So mm-hmm. the the actual Physical supply is, is where it was prior to the conflict, prior, prior to the invasion of, of Ukraine. But Wall Street's afraid that that's not going to wor- that's not going to continue, that that supply will be interrupted, and that's why the price is up. So these are, you know, we, we joke, 25-year-old Wharton graduates on, on the New York Mercantile Exchange um, betting that there's going to be a supply shortage, which, which would be economics 101. When supply is short of demand, prices sure. go up they're just betting that that's going to happen right now.
1: So I've been out of the gasoline business for a long time. <laughs> so I mean like many, many, many decades. So as I recall, I mean, I don't, I'm am I'm a gas retailer. I don't just decide what my price is, right? I get a message from somebody from golf, from BP, from somebody about pricing. And, and then I send the kid out. And you know, when we did, I don't know if they, you cause they have digital signs now. I send the kid out and say, go, go put, you know, raise the six to an eight. Um, is that still kind of how it works?
2: Yep, that has not changed. So typically in in normal markets, and by the way, they still do send the kid out to, to change the <laughs> sign where, where there's no digital sign. Um, but uh, in a normal market, the price would typically be sent to the retailer at 6 p.m. the day before. They know exactly you know, what the, co- the wholesale cost is. They know yeah. what their margin needs to be. They know what the taxes are, and that's how they set the price in, under normal markets. But now they're getting multiple-day price moves up and down, by the way, mm-hmm. um, that, are, that are so dramatic that they can't keep up with it. So that's why the street prices never truly reflected what was actually happening over the last 10 days, um, and now they're starting to sort out. Now that the, now that the Wall Street is calming, the, the, the local prices are starting to, to plateau. I mean, mm-hmm. w- I, we really want to see them fall a lot further from where they are, but unfortunately there's no good news um, along those lines. I mean, we will have supply tightness, if uh, again, if we can't locate additional supply.
1: I mean, the big argument was, well, the Keystone's not doing anything. It's not even finished yet, and it's it's not even oil. It's sand. You know, <laughs> that's the area. But the fact of the matter is, it, again, the guys in Wall Street, the speculators are going, man, if this oil, if this oil product that has to be refined, and about thirty percent of our of our refineries can refine that that product, right? It's not like we have to send it to Bulgaria to get it. To,
2: no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. that would be done domestically. Okay. Um. But but your your point is right. And in, in, in you hear a lot that people say, well, Excel, it, you know, was only, you know, 3% built. So, you know, it's really not having a supply impact. And that's true. But we're not paying for a supply shortage. We're paying right. for Wall Street. So a signal Fear. from <laughs> the administration that we are willing to do that yeah. would send shockwaves through Wall Street. The price would tumble. But it, yeah, But yeah, he's yeah. just not willing to do it.
1: Why? And I think that's I think that's a fairly simple equation, Chris. I don't know why. Again, I think maybe people are handcuffed by political views, but but it's it's such a simple thing to do. I mean, it would be so easy. Hey, I'm making a new executive order. Let's get that pipeline built. Bang, prices go down. And it's like, really, is it that hard to do, folks? I mean, I don't know. It's just
2: well, instead, instead, he's chosen to do some things that um, that have had no impact, which is releasing the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, Three which was created for actual supply emergencies. Right, he used right. it as a price tool mechanism, and it didn't work. Both releases did nothing to stop the price from rising right, so w- right. we're saying hold that in reserve our reserves actually have now slipped, slipped below China's which which is not what, they should not have used that no. for, the, for the purpose it wasn't intended
1: no but when you're desperate you do desperate things right so that's that's kind of not well, I wish I hey. got
2: desperate enough to say it's time to produce energy in America by Americans so Ugh. that we can we can help American families
1: from your lips to God's ears uh Chris thank you Chris herb from the Connecticut Energy Marketers Association. Hey, I hope, hope you come back. You're a smart guy. We'd like to talk to you again some more, and, and, and go Greyhound.
2: <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thank All you.
0: Right. Thank you. Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card allowed fifteen days, qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and
1: expires in six months.